Hello everybody! Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the Essenes, mainly the significance of the year 2025 in their prophecies. Now first let's give a brief answer to the question, why did the Essenes see 2025 as the final age of man? If you are jumping into this fresh and you don't know who the Essenes are, you have no idea what we're talking about, I'll get, I'll get a little bit into it, but uh, we have many other videos at dailyrenegade.com that will explain all of that. So it's a good idea to go become a member at dailyrenegade.com. Um, just in brief, uh, the Essenes were contemporaries of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were a uh, Jewish group of the, during the time of Jesus. Well, and they started in the inter intertestamental period, the time between the Old and New Testaments. Um, and uh, they were still around when Jesus came on the scene. But they were the ones that uh, maintained accurate interpret or what we would say Christian, really, interpretation, but accurate interpretations of the Old Testament. So Pharisees and Sadducees had different beliefs. The Pharisees had what Jesus called the tradition of the elders or the oral Torah, which eventually became um, uh, the Talmud. The Sadducees didn't believe in much of anything. They didn't even believe in angels or the afterlife. Uh, and the Essenes were the ones that basically maintained the proper interpretation of the Old Testament. And we find that through their writings in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So you can read through the Dead Sea Scrolls and you find that the, the, the theology laid out there, it's, as far as I can tell, uh, identical to Christianity and identical to uh, Old Testament Judaism. So um, that's why some people in the Bible were real quick to accept Jesus when he came and others were a lot more hesitant. Uh, some were Essenes, some were Pharisees. So that, that's kind of just basically who they were. But um, but the Essenes, they were known for being having accurate prophecies. And they also had a much different calendar than the, the Pharisees, the ruling uh, Pharisees of the time in Israel were using. Uh, and they had a much different calendar than what we use today. So the Essenes actually said that their calendar was the original calendar that God originally gave. Uh, very first one, this is how it's supposed to be. They said that the Pharisee calendar, uh, you know, of the time of Jesus, that, that the Pharisee calendar was corrupted. And there's a whole history here. There's, um, there's extra biblical prophecies about this. There's prophecies uh, in, in the Dead Sea Scrolls about this uh, whole thing happening. Uh, some of the actual history is a little hard to pin down, but it looks like what happened is when Antiochus Epiphanes, who was a Seleucid, um, came into Israel, it, it seems like what happened is he forced the ruling class and, you know, the, the, the rulers in Israel to adopt a pagan Seleucid calendar. And, and the reason that people think that that's the case is when you look at the calendars of that time around that area, the Seleucid one is the one that matches closest. And, and I mean, it's like dead on, very, very, very close, like exactly, to the um, Pharisee calendar, which would become the Orthodox Jewish calendar that, you know, they use today still. So uh, those two calendars, the Essenes had a totally different calendar. They, the Essenes chose not to, you know, the, 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 the rulers in Israel went along with Antiochus and said, sure, we'll do that. And some rebelled against it and some didn't. Okay, so the Essenes kept their original calendar, which is what they say is the calendar that was used all throughout Israel's history, uh, even all throughout mankind's history. 
Now, the Essene calendar divides up all of human history, past, present, and future, into 7,000 years. One of these divisions is called an age, which is a period of 2,000 years. So they saw three and a half ages. Um, now, according to the Essenes, our age of grace, they actually called it that, started in 75 AD. Very close to 2,000 years ago. Now, another division is called a jubilee, which is a period of 50 years. Now, when you look at the previous ages in the events throughout the Bible, you find that major prophecy is always being fulfilled during the final 50 years, the final jubilee of an age. Now, think about the end of the, the last age, which is called the age of Torah. The final 50-year jubilee would have been between the years 25 and 75 AD. What do you have in that time? In that time, you have everything with Jesus' ministry, his death, his resurrection. You have the church begin, um, Pentecost. You have the Jewish temple being destroyed. You have a lot of prophecy in those 50 years. Now, if we time this all out, the final jubilee of our current age is between the years 2025 and 2075. And we still have a lot of biblical end times prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. So that's the, that's the basics. That's the basics. Uh, of, of how this calendar works. Um, now we can get into it a bit, a bit more. Now, the yearly calendar, uh, and, and I want to mention too, all the information from this video comes from an upcoming book. By the time you're watching it, it might be out, but uh, it's called The Lost Prophecies of Qumran. It's by me, Josh Peck. And all the information here comes from that book. So if you want more, that's where to go. You can also, again, become a member at Daily Renegade. I have a ton of videos and teachings on uh, a lot of Essene stuff, how to apply uh, Essene prophecy with biblical prophecy, how they, how they match, and we actually get some extra information and why that's so important for uh, coming th the next few years. So um, all important to keep in mind. Now, the discovery and deciphering of the Essene calendar from the Dead Sea Scrolls, it's, it's still really new. Uh, some of the information, not previously published, actually came to light as recently as just three and a half years ago. And, and actually, even, even just now, I think there was a news report. They didn't release what it was, but there was just recently a news report that there was uh, some scroll fragments or something found. So new things are getting discovered, and it, sometimes it takes a while for them to be re released to the public so that we can see them. Um, but this, this, So this is one of the, the things that happened in the category of uh, the, release, the slow release of information. In the winter of 2017, scholars Eshbal Ratson and Jonathan Bendove of the Department of Bible Studies at the University of Haifa, Haifa, Haifa I don't know, I actually don't know how to pronounce that, uh, they published an article in the Journal of Biblical Literature that included uh, new revelations about a Dead Sea Scroll, which was a 4Q324D that had never been published before. Now, that scroll contained information not previously known about the 364-day solar calendar used by the Qumran community and presumably the rest of the general population of Essenes throughout Israel. Uh, so that, that this allowed the calendar to be con reconstructed and better understood. So the reason that I want to mention that is to say that there are still new discoveries. We, we pretty much got it now, um, but there... The, the last piece of the puzzle, uh, and I believe Dr. Ken Johnson was the, the on the forefront of this, but the last piece of the puzzle of the calendar to actually get it functioning to work and to know how it worked year to year 
um, was how to do like leap days. Uh, we have a leap day, you know, we, we do a leap day every four years. Um, the Pharisees, the, 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 and, and uh, they, they had a, a leap month, which I believe still continues today. Well, the Essenes had a leap week. And um, up until just recently, uh, it, it was discovered how that works with the leap week. So, so I, I want to read this press release um, from uh, Ratzin and Bendov. So th- these, these are just Jewish guys. As far as I know, these aren't like Christians or anything. But they, they said the lunar calendar which Judaism follows to this day, requires a large number of human decisions. People must look at the stars and moon and report on their observations, and someone must be empowered to decide on the new month and the application of leap years. By contrast, the 360-day calendar was perfect. So it's all self-contained. The Essene calendar worked on its own. There weren't human decisions that needed to be made and, and uh, like the Pharisee calendar is. Um, so the entire Essene calendar is based on a seven-day week. Uh, Saturdays are still the Sabbath, making Sunday the first day, Monday the second, so on and so forth. Um, now what's fascinating about this is because the sun, moon, and stars were created on the fourth day according to Genesis, the Essene calendar has the beginning of every year start on a Wednesday. The Essenes didn't view the first day as Wednesday, but they understood the beginning of every year to be on the fourth day of the first week because that's when the sun, moon, and stars were created. They based this in their understanding of the days of creation as literal in Genesis. Um, And that's actually kind of cool, too. They absolutely saw the Genesis days uh, as literal, literal days, 24-hour periods, Uh, not ages, not anything like that. and actually, they wouldn't have known of anything like 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 seven eight. They they had three and a half ages basically. Now, um, there's a lot of information I include in my book about the fourth day, the significance of that, how the leap weeks work. Um, there there's some stuff in the book of Jubilees. How and I, I even talk in the book how to. Uh, think about those dates because Jubilees has um, the the dates are off in certain parts. Now, what's interesting is that's the Ethiopic version, the Ethiopic translation of the Book of Jubilees, which is what people can find for free online, uh, has some mistakes in the dates. The Dead Sea Scroll version is perfect, uh, and um, I actually asked Doctor Ken Johnson if he could verify that, and I, I tell that whole story in the book, but. Uh, I put all all his evidence, what he emailed me back, and how he was actually able to verify that the dates of Jubilees and the Dead Sea Scrolls are accurate. The ones in the Ethiopic are mistranslated in certain areas. So we got to be careful about Ethiopic versions of things. Um, Now, like I said before, they had the uh, understanding of the total number of years of human history from creation to the new heavens and new earth. Uh, and that that period would be 7,000 years, and it'll be divided into three and a half ages, uh, 14 unas, that kind of thing. Um, which we'll, we'll get into in a moment, but it seems like the Essenes actually had access to a document that may have laid out all of this in detail called the Ages of Creation, which looks like it's a commentary on Genesis. But while we have fragments available, we don't have the full document, so it's difficult to know for sure. Um, I can read a little bit of what there is, uh, 
interpretation concerning the ages which God has made, an age to achieve all that there is and all that will be. Before creating them, he determined their operations according to the precise sequence of the ages, one age after another, and this is engraved on the heavenly tablets for the sons of men, for all the ages of their dominion. This is the sequence of the sons of Noah from Shem to Abraham until he sired Isaac, the ten generations. And, and again, that's all fragmented. So, um, but after that, it goes on to talk about Azazel and the angels who sinned from Genesis 6 and mentions a couple other things from Genesis, but nothing surviving from that document says anything else about ages. So uh, it's interesting that it seems to follow the chronology of Genesis. So that might have started at creation, uh, th this, this text. And it appears that what we have in the beginning of the of ages of creation is a commentary on the creation account of Genesis. So if so, I would love to get the rest of that document. And that lends support to, to the Essenes accepting the idea of divided ages from the first day of creation to the last day of the millennial reign of Christ. Believe it or not, they, they actually, in a sense, were dispensationalists. Now, they wouldn't have used that word. Um, that word didn't come out till much, much later. But the, the concept is the same. The concept is there are these periods of time where God does things maybe a little differently. Uh, now, he's the same God. He has universal truths that are always the same. Uh, but, for example, he handles Jews and Gentiles differently in the age of Torah than he does now. Like in the age of Torah, before Christ, there was Jew, there was Gentile, separation. Um, but in now the age of grace, the church age, uh, Jew and Gentile can become one new man under Christ. Um, so we're, we're, we're saved Christians. We are, we are you know, we're, we're born again Christians in that, in that sense, Jew or Gentile. So he does things different. It's, it's just that idea. That's all it is. So they, they had that as well. That, that idea. Now, um, let me see where we want to take this. Well, okay, I, I guess we can talk about the actual division. So the 7,000 years of human history uh, were split into three periods of 2,000 years. So three times two is six. That's how we get, you know, the first 6,000 years. And then one final period of 1,000 years called, and these are all called ages, but that final age is a sabbath the the final thousand year stretch was seen as the ultimate sabbath so each age was split into periods of 500 years called onas each ona was split into 10 periods of 50 years called jubilees and each jubilee was split into seven periods of seven years called shemitas with an additional jubilee year um so we have just seen the beginning of the year 5946, where we are right now. We are in the year 5946. So it me that means that in a little less than four years, we're going to be entering the final jubilee of our current age. In, 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 in the Essene year, 5950, which will be our year 2025, um, that is, according to the Essenes, the final jubilee of our current age. <clears throat> We actually find additional information from the church fathers about that. Um, now, in the Dead Sea, we find it in the Dead Sea Scrolls and even in the Bible. There's an ancient tradition of ages that's recorded in a Jewish text called the Tanah Devei Eliyahu. Now, this text is thought to have been written between the 3rd and 10th centuries. That's a long, that's like 700 years there. They don't know where it was written. But when you read through it, 
it's clear that information has been added throughout the centuries, but it does seem to preserve a tradition of the general understanding of ages and how to divide them. Now, remember, this is from a non like Christian, this is from a, a, an ancient Jewish source, you know, like in the Orthodox Jew, Jewish um, vein. So this isn't Christian. So this is, this is written from their understanding that the Messiah was supposed to come, but, but because of their sin, God decided to not allow the Messiah to come. That, that's how they explain it. Now, of course, we know that the Messiah did come, and that's Jesus. Uh, but when, when all that was going on, the Pharisees had to come up with something, and it sounds like that was probably it. Uh, and it stuck. But, uh, but this, so this text is written from that perspective, but this is what it says. It says, it was taught in the school of Elijah, the world will endure 6,000 years, 2,000 that are desolation, 2,000 Torah, 2,000 the Messianic age. But because of our many sins, some of those final 2,000 years have already passed. So the tradition of the 7,000 years, you have three ages of 2,000 years apiece, and then a final Sabbath. That was preserved even in this text. Um, now, if we we can pull all these sources together, Dead Sea Scrolls, Church Fathers, uh, the Eliyahu, and, and other things, we learn that the first age was called the Age of Confusion. Sometimes it's called the Age of Creation, the Age of Chaos, the Chaos Age. <laughs> um, and a lot of that understanding is because of the fall, but I would imagine, but it lasted from creation to the call of Abraham. And that's the first set of 2000 years. Now that would have been from 1am to 2000am. When you actually do the timeline, the last Jubilee of that first 2000 years, uh, around the end of that age, you have the whole tower of Babel incident. Uh, so major worldwide things are happening. You don't have the flood, you have the Tower of Babel stuff and then the call of Abraham. Because now it's going to be the age of Torah. Now it's going to be Israel. Now it's not the worldwide Babel flood. You know, now it's not that. God dealt with like the world there. Now he's going to deal with a nation, Israel, in what's what they would call the age of Torah. So that was the second age, and that lasted from the time of Abraham to the end of the sacrificial system in AD 75. So it's not the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, but it's when, um, it's when uh, the, the, the sacrificial system was finally done away with and the official decision was made within Jewish leadership that uh, prayer was sufficient rather than sacrifice because they didn't have a temple. So from that time on, it was Orthodox Judaism. Uh, and that that occurred in that, that well, historical details are are a little difficult to pin down. But I did put I I believe it was exactly seventy five A D, um, and I show in my book all the evidence for that. So there's a reason to believe it. But uh, but anyway, so that that ended in seventy five. Now the third age, called the Age of Grace or the Church Age, started in seventy five A D, and according to the Essenes, will end in. 2075. Um, then finally, the last age is the Messianic Kingdom or Kingdom Age, which will last from 2075 to 3075 or uh, the year 6000 AM, which is Anna Monday. It just means since creation or age of the world to 7000. Um, the Church Fathers uh, confirm this tradition of ages in their writing. So the Epistle of Barnabas, that was written between A.D. 70 and 132, 
it says, Give heed, children, what this meaneth. He ended in six days. He meaneth this, that in six thousand years the Lord shall bring all things to an end. For the day with him signifying a thousand years, and this he himself beareth me witness, saying, Behold, the day of the Lord shall be as a thousand years. Therefore, children, in six days, that is, in the six thousand years, everything shall come to an end. And he rested on the seventh day. This he meaneth, when his son shall come and shall abolish the time of the lawless one, and shall judge the ungodly, and shall change the sun and the moon and the stars, then shall he truly rest on the seventh day. And that's Barnabas 15, uh, 4 through 5. Uh, Irenaeus, a Greek bishop who studied under Polycarp, who in turn studied under John the Apostle. All right, so it's like John the Apostle would have been Irenaeus's spiritual grandfather. Uh, but um, he wrote, For in as many days as this world was made, in so many thousand years shall it be concluded. And for this reason, the scripture says, thus the heaven and the earth were finished and all their adornment. And God brought to conclusion upon the sixth day the works that he made. And God rested upon the seventh day from all his works. Um, Genesis 2.2, this is an account of the things formerly created as also it is a prophecy, prophecy of what is to come for the day of the Lord is as a thousand years. Second Peter 3.8, and in six days created things were completed. It is evident, therefore, that they will come to an end at the 6,000th year. Okay. Uh, Victorinus of Patau, who wrote the oldest known commentary on the book of Revelation around AD 260, wrote, quote, He says the thousand years should be completed, that is, what is left of the sixth day, to wit, of the sixth age, which subsists for a thousand years. Don't let that sixth age thing confuse you. Uh, remember, this is translated and there's all sorts of translation things. Um, we would have to look at the original language to see if he's not talking about a sixth 2000 year period. Sometimes, um, even in the Bible, this happens. Sometimes Jubilees or Unas are called ages. That, that happens in the Bible sometimes. So, so sometimes when the word age is used, it's not specific if it means the 2000 year period or, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, or if it's talking about a Shemitah or something. So that that happens sometimes. A day is like that too. You know, we have day of the Lord. There's a day. There's a 24-hour period. A day can mean an age. Uh, so don't let that throw you. Um, there were a lot of other church fathers too. And we see this all throughout the Bible. For example, th this helps us understand kind of what's going on Matthew 24, 3, for example. He was sitting on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately. Tell us, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So they actually have three questions there, and one of them is about the end of the age. Um, we read 2 Peter 3, 8 already. A thousand years with the Lord is like a thousand years in a single day. Uh, so some people think that that's a direct reference to the Essene calendar. And it could be. Um, all throughout prophecy, end of the age, you know, Matthew 13, Matthew 28, um, Hebrews 9, uh, I'll read that one. For then he would have had to suffer again and again since the foundations of the world, but now he has appeared once for all at the consummation of the ages to put away sin by his sacrifice. So it's interesting to read through those with this question in mind, are they talking about the end of their age, the end of our age, the end of all ages, uh, or some other time period? Um, 
Let's see. I think we're going to... I want to talk about the transition between ages. There's, there's this 50-year period that I want to talk about a little bit more. But, as usual, I'm deciding if I want to... Yeah, let's, this is going to take a little bit of time, so we'll do this in members only. So uh, if you're not a member already, head on over to dailyrenegade.com. Get a membership today. It's only $10 a month or $100 a year. If you can do the $100 a year, I suggest you do that one because it's technically cheaper in the long run, so you'll save some money. Uh, well, we do have a lot more to talk about, but first I have to tell you about Cornerstone Asset Metals. Uh, concerning the economically unstable times that we live in, it is a great idea to convert some of your savings into real money. Now, there's a big difference between what we call real money, which actually is currency. So our dollar is currency, which fluctuates. Real money, like silver, is a store of value over time. So the best way to think of it is like this. If you had saved $1,000 in cash, uh, back from the late 1960s, that $1,000 would be would still be $1,000, but it would buy you significantly less today due to inflation. But if you saved that same $1,000 in silver back in the 60s, it would be around $28,000 today, which is amazing. One of the best ways to protect your purchasing power is in real money, more specifically silver. You can buy and have the metal shipped discreetly to your door, and what most people don't know is that you can actually convert your IRA or even a 401k into physical silver rather than having all your life savings tied up in the paper fiat system, which is subject to hyperinflation. Go to dailyrenegade.com and click on the Cornerstone Asset Metals banner and sign up to get your free silver report. One of the financial experts will speak with you and find out the best way to protect your savings going forward in these uncertain times. You will find that under that banner, you will find a free episode, a free full episode of the Sharpening Report uh, with Terry Saka um, from Cornerstone. And we, we talk about about their ministry, about you know what, what they do for people with silver and helping people protect against um, hyperinflation and, and the paper fiat system and you know basically the beast system that we're all wrapped up in. Uh, this this the, the cornerstone uh, is is helping people get free of that. And uh, they're they're Christian. You can see their testimony in that video. Fantastic people, and it's it's literally the only company that I personally trust uh, with my silver. So. Um, again, head on over to dailyrenegade.com, click on that banner. You can watch that free episode of the sharpening report to get more information and, uh, let them know that you, you heard about them through us. So we're going to head over to members only content. Now, everybody, uh, viewing for free. Thank you so much. And until next time, take care and God bless.